0: Filtered news. Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tory Says show. I'm your host, Tory. Today is the 23rd of May, 2019, and. There is much to talk about. There are a lot of things going on, but nothing so that we can delve in more specificity than we can tomorrow, after more developments seem to come forward. Uh, Something people need to understand is declassification and knowledge on certain happenings, strategies, and negotiations have to be well-timed. All of us, as we grow impatient for the D-class, we must understand, and that's something that I've been saying for a very long time, there's a strategy and there's a method. If it comes out too early, then it won't be beneficial and it won't have the amount of strength that we would like it to have, especially with the 2020 elections coming along. Remember. It's all about getting them to pull their own pants down first. And uh, yesterday, uh, the president indicated just how tired he is. It is important that we understand that in 1776, a document was forged on exquisite paper and it was signed. And this document represented the innate freedom that every human being has on this planet. It is a God-given right to have free will and freedom. And free will constitutes speech and thought because thought uh, is, is demonstrated through speech or expression. And this is why they made sure that during this Declaration of Independence and formulating our Constitution, that that was one of the first things that they would acknowledge. And a second, the right for people to bear arms to protect the right of free will. This document represents the foundation of a nation that is the envy of all around the globe. It is what creates a free nation, free from the binding chains of socialism, monarchs, and communism free to think, express, speak, and it also is almost as if it's a declaration of shareholders. It is literally a right for every citizen of the United States to take part in their government, to be ensured that every citizen of this great nation is a shareholder, that has an equal say in all aspects of the government's actions. In 1776, civilization in general took a journey into uncharted waters. And within their decree, they put forward rules and laws to ensure that the foundations of this new nation were solid enough to test and stand the test of time. But here we are 243 years later. This document is on the verge of being eliminated. We have people that have been supposedly elected as our representatives that are seeking to destroy it. Taking away, chipping apart away for the past 242 years, portions of it. Because even though our founding fathers ensured that it was ironclad, there were those that penetrated the movement early on this movement to move away from governing human beings, from allowing them to self-govern. And here we are. They've provided us this illusion that there's a two-party system constantly pulling for power in two directions to hold the power and the, and the, and the executive office of this nation up. It's as if it's a dance that's been orchestrated to mesmerize the people as opposed to empower them. And it's clearly an illusion. It's not a battle between left and right. It is a battle of dark and light. Think shortly after the founding fathers passed. There was sudden infiltration from this so-called global order back then noted as crowns to regain power from the people voluntarily this time, eliminating all those that attempted to stop them, Lincoln, Garfield, JFK, Reagan, and now President Trump. Society having evolved was groomed in essence. They've been grooming society for over 200 years to come to this position, to this point. Where they would voluntarily lay down their rights in the name of safety, in the name of prosperity, in the name of progress. But you don't have to forfeit your freedom. You don't have to forfeit your rights for that. Because if you pay attention, you'll notice that those that are driving to dismantle the laid out foundations from 1776 of this nation... Are the ones creating the situations that drive people to demand safety, to demand change, because they instill insecurity, instability, and it's almost natural. It is very natural. It is our natural state to want stability, to want security, to want a promise of tomorrow that the sun will rise and that we'll still have food in our bellies and shelter. And if there is insecurity in that, instability in that, people will forfeit more than just their freedom for it. Now, back in the day, they used to just execute them and create these elaborate scenes But now in 2017 to 2019, we have people that are completely embarrassing us. As American citizens, we should all be embarrassed. Imagine how the other nations look at us. Look at America, man. They have a president that's created jobs, that's created a strong economy, that's making us second guess if we've taken the right direction that's empowering people to feel free and to demand freedom to demand free will because your thoughts are always expressed and when they minimize what you are able to say how you are able to look how you are able to walk work and talk that's minimizing your ability to think and by god you have that as a as 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 an innate And in it's your right. Society has supposedly groomed us to be more tolerant. Tolerance is simply common sense. It's not creating laws on what you can say or what is acceptable. We have a country that is advocating for the death of innocent people. For the right to starve and kill those that are elderly or unable to make decisions on their own. To cease life before it even starts. And they claim it is a right. Common sense and unity has been revamped and dressed and decorated with censorship. The unthinkable became possible. And the impossible became legal. And then from legal, it is now praised. This is where we are right now. You would think from 243 years ago we would be in a better place we would have unity within our nation we would understand that whatever happened happened it was acceptable back in the days to have people chained and work for you for room and board now instead we call it migration mass migration where we fund caravans to what enslaved people again to do all those jobs you don't want to do because they're not qualified to do anything else, while sucking off the teat of the federal taxpayer, which will then in turn create another class of persons, another class of workers unable to do anything but make ends meet. Left, right, up, down. This is a civilized civil war. And we are being hit from everywhere from the people that we ourselves have elected to speak for us that are doing this. They are holding the fort. They are the ones pushing this war. And their bannermen and drum boys are none the less than your mainstream media, both posing as those for and against the war. They're all one in the same. For over two years... Those that are supposed to be legislating, those that are supposed to be representing the people are not. They are representing their own interests. They are trying to remove a president that was elected. He won a rigged election. And people are so spiteful and so nasty that yes, maybe they would believed everything the mainstream media told them. They were willing to put a person in office that has cheated, that has possibly committed murder, indirectly or directly, that has lied, that has stolen from the American people, from the China and the White House, to selling our uranium, to crucifying four people in Benghazi for the sake of relations. A person that laughed and cheered When Gaddafi died, who does that? That was a human being, regardless of what you think of them, it was still a human being, kind of like McCain. I don't like him at all, but he was a father and he was a husband. He was a brother, a son, regardless of what he did. I still respect that. I can't laugh about it. Our Declaration of Independence was signed by people who had a vision but who also knew that at some point, unfortunately, man gets greedy and alliances are forged within a nation. Within a community, alliances are formed. We see it in simple everyday things. We've all been through high school. How many alliances are made within one class? Tons. People feel the need to dominate others. That's human nature. That is biology. But you have to remember that the attacks on the president that are embarrassing our nation are not just attacking the president, they're attacking you or I, regardless if you voted for him or not, because he represents us. He is the symbol of our country, of the land of the free that is to represent us to other nations that may or may not have goodwill toward us. And this very document right now is under attack by people who refuse to let go of the power that they've been allowed to enjoy unchecked with no consequences for decades. This is the state of 2019 and this is the state of how we are entering into the 2020 elections. They've spent our federal tax money because they were upset he won the elections. More subpoenas than you can ever imagine. This is how corrupt people work. They give you a thorough colonoscopy to find one hair out of place. They will run with it they will spend taxpayer dollars because they're vicious, malicious, and they don't care cuz you're fi- you're footing the bill. It's not their money. It's yours. And they make a lot of money off of your money too. And here they were yesterday to discuss an infrastructure plan. But right before that, they sit there and announce how they've spent their whole morning discussing with other heads of chairs and whatever of their committees to find yet another way to remove the president. Their reign, one would say, that has been concurrent with the election of President Donald J. Trump, their aim throughout over two years now, on our dime, has not been to legislate has not been to propel our economy, to find solutions to health care, to minimize the impact of illegal immigration. No. It's been to remove the president we elected because they know better. It's unacceptable. It's unbelievable. And to be honest with you, it's the most embarrassing thing. I want you guys to take a listen to this through their own words, what they say, if you can make sense of it, because they are so vicious that they cannot even formulate a coherent thought.
1: Uh, this, he came into the room, made a statement that he made was, uh, I won't even characterize it, but I will say this. And when I said after he left. Thomas Jefferson, when he was President of the United States, tasked his Secretary of the Treasury Gallatin to put forth an infrastructure proposal for the initiative for the country. It would follow the Lewis and Clark expedition, the Louisiana Purchase, it would be about it would be about uh, the Erie Canal, uh, the Cumberland Road, things like that to build into America. A hundred years later, A hundred years later, Teddy Roosevelt did his infrastructure big initiative and it was called the Establishment of the National Park Service, the green infrastructure of America. We had hoped that we could give this president an opportunity to have a signature infrastructure uh, initiative uh, to create jobs, uh, to improve the quality of life. Uh, to to just do so much for our country uh, on on the ongoing not only the jobs it created by building but the commerce it would promote, and and that included uh, roads and bridges and uh, mass transit. Uh, inf- um, in, 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 well, net, okay. n- broadband into rural America and other underserved areas, uh, clean water, wastewater, all of the things that have enormous needs. Uh, the American Society of uh, Civil Engineers says it's in the trillions, uh, the deficit we have. We're talking about a couple billion dollars.
0: OK, so I'm going to stop that right there just to take it apart. They're saying now that they wanted to work with the president. They wanted to help him create a signature infrastructure plan. Would you trust them? Would you trust that they would work with your president? No. Because they're busy funding other committees. They're busy trying to make federal courts in districts that can't rule over all 50 states be the law of the land. They are using their power of influence in certain regions of the United States to undermine our democracy, our choice of president. And so they come forward after a very well put together speech by the president, which we'll hear uh, in the second half here, where he clearly states, They are not doing the job. I've been saying it. I am tired of it. And this is them answering how they're trying to do their job. No, you are not. For over two years, you've been getting paid and all you do is scheme and have secret meetings and secret subpoenas and secret MOUs to find ways to remove the president. This is not your job. The president did nothing wrong. He never colluded with Russia. The Flynn story was a complete hoax because he didn't do anything out of his scope. There have been presidents during the transition period that traveled to foreign countries to talk about policies they will be implementing when they take office. Yet for some reason, they built this army, this network, of people that have been groomed of the mainstream media they fund to remove. That is their goal. Their only goal in office every day is to find a way to remove them rather than ride the coattails of success. In two and a half years, this man has lowered the unemployment rate, created jobs reinvigorated small businesses has started rectifying issues with veterans started to reinforce our armed forces that have almost been decapitated and castrated under the previous administration. We have officers that don't know how to take orders. We have people that are not able bodied or of sound mind to serve He's reinforcing our national security and he's reinforcing our economy. So that way we can stand strong because he knows he only has six years left to do it. And in two years, he has undone eight years of poverty. Eight years of a negative GDP and growth. He's raised it from negative 2.5 to a 3 percent. That is huge. Imagine if these people that are supposedly serving the people worked with him, how much would get done? But they refuse to because they need open borders. Because how do you crash the infrastructure of a nation? By congesting it. By overpopulating it, and and sending people in that will drain every city, every county, every state's economy. Interestingly enough, Pelosi's nephew, Newsom, decided to launch a task task force yesterday to tackle homelessness. He says, due to the big influx of illegal migrants, there is a growing homelessness in California which is a national disgrace. That is brought upon by their policies, not by policies of the administrations, not by policy of myself or yourself. He lacks strategy to curb the homelessness, but he said that, oh, we'll figure it out. How are you going to figure it out? The amount of people that are homeless in the state of California is insane. And homeowners trying to maintain the integrity of their neighborhoods. To disallow criminals, human and child traffickers from residing there up the rents. And at some point, they, they've they already infiltrated the streets. They have so much fecal matter in San Francisco that it is disgusting. You would think that soon, they'll all get the... <laughs> get some form of the bubonic plague it's horrific cholera will probably see itself manifest newsom says that he needs to spend a billion dollars on his state budget to tackle homelessness how you're going to have your taxpayers pay to house feed clothe provide health care to people that cannot contribute to your society What is that called? It's called slavery. That's what slaves are. Slaves are the ones that you house and feed and give them the basic minimum in health so they can work for you. Call it what it is. That is exactly what it is. The Democrats always wanted their slaves, no matter what color they are. He wants to expand rent control. He wants to put together a proposal so he can have zoning rules in neighborhoods to make more housing. Is this what it is? Are they going to have slave camps now? Are they going to have neighborhoods where all these illegal migrants go to and they keep them under their thumb because they paid to bring them here with the caravans so they can serve their needs? And do you think slaves are treated better or equal To those of the U.S., no, they're not. Rise in crime, rise in human trafficking, rise in child trafficking. All of these things have come in because of them, because of their policies. They sit there telling you they want to work with the president. I don't see it, do you? All we see is resistance to allow people to be free think of that woman in honduras that was told here's two thousand dollars get on the caravan we'll make sure you get there this woman uneducated worked on a farm maybe maybe has a kid maybe doesn't comes up to mexico they marry her off and stick a kid and say just pretend you're a family go over and guess maybe they get away with it and she comes in what kind of job does she qualify for maybe picking grapes on pelosi's farms and vineyards right Exactly, because she doesn't even speak the language and has nowhere to sleep. I'll see you all in just a bit, and we'll pick up from here. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tory Says Show, and we'll continue on this hypocrisy tour, this hypocrisy now that their feet are being put to the fire, the hypocrisy that they're demonstrating now, two and a half years later with nothing to show for asking the president to work with them on infrastructure. I wouldn't trust them to plan a party, let alone plan how to make roads, bridges, and airports, and bring broadband to rural areas. I wouldn't trust them with anything because I can't even trust them to do their job. Pelosi, for example, the STOP Act was created because of her criminal behavior. In insider trading get this act, when formulated back in the day, didn't even apply to Congress or the Senate, which is incredible because that's what it was supposed to do. All of them. Running scared because they don't know what is coming. They know it's coming. They just don't know when. And you know, that's what hurts someone that is corrupt. That they come at you with guns ablazing, and you sit there and your shield that they cannot see is ricocheting back at them. But the thing is, when a bullet ricochets, it never takes the pattern always that it was shot at. You could shoot it straight dead on, but it may come at you from a 90-degree angle, 45, bounce off, and then come back. It won't be instant. And this is what they're waiting for. The ricochet. And the problem is, is that they don't know with how much force and power this ricochet is coming. The panic is real. Allow me to play this clip for you.
1: For some reason, or maybe it was lack of confidence on his part that he really couldn't come match the greatness of the challenge that we have. Uh, didn't Wasn't really... Uh, respectful of the reason of the Congress and the White House working together.
0: Did you hear that, that he doesn't have the strength or the power to work and create an infrastructure plan, a man that has rebuilt our military, a man that has forged new paths of relations with countries, a man that has made our country respected again even though the people that are supposed to be serving under him and serving us do not. How dare they? Listen to their words. How dare they? Saying that he's not confident to work with them? Honestly, I give him that. I wouldn't either. If you were to put forward an infrastructure plan with these people in the house, we would get nothing. Their infrastructure plan would demand that we build housing for their slave camps, would demand that we have laws for their slaves. Yes, because they're slaves. All these people being pushed across our border are destined to be slaves. Just because they don't have chains you can see doesn't mean they aren't there. Their chains are in the form of not speaking the language. Their chains are in the form of not having the formal education. Their chains are in the form of not knowing how to have the same work ethic or the same standards or the same way or the American way as others. By the time they learn it, they will be closed in into a cycle of redundant paycheck to paycheck, to paycheck. And when people are suppressed, when people are unable to work, when people are being taken advantage of, there's no other option but to result to crime. And people say there's always an option. There really isn't. Think of a mother, a single mother, who works three jobs, qualifies for some food stamps, happened to have a child on her own and raises it, She needs diapers, but with taxes that are coming out of her paycheck to cover everybody's health care, including hers, with taxes coming out for where she lives, rent, water, electric, the whole nine yards, right? How is she going to afford those diapers? How is she going to afford a $50 formula? How is she going to afford antibiotics that cost her $70? How is she going to afford it? She's going to result to crime. Out of necessity. See, there's two types of crime. A crime that you commit out of necessity or what you think is a necessity. Especially when the doors are closed. And a crime that you commit selectively you just chose to take that path and I'm not saying that criminals have the right to drug addicts for example when they hold up liquor stores or banks or they rob someone on the street it's not because they're evil it's because they need their fix a mother that steals a can of formula from the supermarket isn't because she wants to go and enjoy herself it's because her baby is hungry these are all real things that happen every day and they will only amplify As we create the environment to foster such behavior or to, I would say, create such behavior. And this is their goal. Because then once that kind of behavior brings in chaos, like it's happening in California, then residents of those areas will forfeit their rights in the name of safety. That's how it works. That's how a communist country comes to be. That's how a socialist country comes to be. It's out of necessity and fear of harm that people forfeit their rights for the
1: supposed greater good. He just took a pass. And it just makes me wonder why why he did that. In any event, I pray for the president of the United States. And I pray for the United States of America. Five of our our chairs uh, who are doing uh, their uh, oversight of the activities of the Trump administration presented to the caucus. Uh, uh, Mr. Cummings talked about the major decision, which was very favorable uh, for us. The court ruled in favor of the House Democrats. And Maxine Waters talked about the Deutsche Bank decision. uh, The case which is in the court today in New York, 10.30, that case will come up. Mr. Mr. Schiff, of the Intelligence Committee talked about the documents that now the Justice Department is willing to convey or to present uh, to the Intelligence Committee. Uh, So there were three current, within the last uh, 72 hours, uh, examples of progress that were made uh, to get the truth and the facts for the American people. Uh, We had other presentation from Richie Neal about what's happening on the tax, and it's very clear. It is the law of the land. So uh, we'll it that. is very clear. It is the law of the land. And then, um, oh, of course, Jerry Nather spoke in the beginning to put give us a context uh, for all of this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right now, the Judiciary me is marking up the DREAM Act. We do have our, our uh, legislative agenda that we're moving forward on. Uh, it was a very positive meeting, a, a respectful sharing of ideas. And uh, I, I think... Uh, Very impressive presentation by our chairs. Uh, We do believe that it's important for to follow the facts. Uh, We believe that no one is above the law, including the president of the United States, and we believe that the president of the United States is engaged in a cover-up, in a cover-up, and that was the nature of the meeting.
5: So I came here to do a meeting on infrastructure with Democrats, not really thinking they wanted to do infrastructure or anything else other than investigate. And I just saw that Nancy Pelosi, just before our meeting, made a statement that we believe that the President of the United States is engaged in a cover-up. Well, it turns out I'm the most, and I think most of you would agree to this, I'm the most transparent President, probably in the history of this country. Uh, We have given, on a witch hunt, on a hoax, the whole thing with Russia was a hoax as it relates to the Trump administration and myself. It was a total horrible thing that happened to our country. It hurt us in so many ways. Despite that, we're setting records with the economy, with jobs, with the most imp- most people employed today that we've ever had in the history of our country. We have the best unemployment numbers that we've had in the history of our country. In some cases, 51 years, but generally in the history of our country. Companies are moving back in. Things are going well. And I said, let's have the meeting on infrastructure. We'll get that done easily. That's one of the easy ones. And instead of walking in happily into a meeting. I walk in to look at people that had just said that I was doing a cover-up. I don't do cover-ups. You people know that probably better than anybody. And I was just looking at a list of some of the things that we just did more than 2,500 subpoenas qualified for. And I let everybody talk, I let the White House counsel speak for 30 hours, 30 hours. I have 19 special counsel lawyers, 40 FBI agents. I said, open it all up. Let them have whatever they want. Nearly 500 search warrants. Think of that, a search warrant. Did you ever see a search warrant before? Neither did I. This was over 500 search warrants. And of the 19 people that were heading up This investigation, or whatever you want to call it, with Bob Mueller, they were contributors to the Democrat Party, most of them, and to Hillary Clinton. They hated President Trump. They hated him with a passion. They went to her big party after the election that turned out to be a wake, not a party. It was a wake, and they were very angry. These are the people that, after two years, at $40 million or $35 million, it'll end up being a lot more than that by the time all the bills are paid. This is what happened. No collusion, no obstruction, no nothing. They issued 50 orders authorizing use of pen registers.
0: Think of that, though. 500 witnesses. And then I have... Do you guys know what a pen register is? Pen register is how they can tap your phones, all communications. Not just your landline, not just your cell phone, but your internet communications. Do you know what a search warrant is? When someone has a search warrant, they can tear the place apart and look for anything. This is horrendous. What they've done to the president is horrendous. It is horrendous. And he was more than willing to answer questions until the army of the resisting to freedom, the people that want to suppress the people of the United States, the people that want socialism, the people that want to bring back this lightweight, or I would say voluntary communism, came out with their first question, and that's where he left it. I wouldn't work with them. And all we have to do is wait till 2020 and do what we can on foreign policy and reinvigoring our armed forces to protect ourselves from those that we called allies because they motivated and moved and charged and brought together global assets to remove the president we chose up there. Regardless of what the media tells you, look at the numbers that this man pulls to rallies. For anyone telling you that they're paid, they are not. The tickets are free. I have been to many rallies, and I can tell you the people of the United States love him. And they come out to show him support because every single day, every single minute, every single hour, he is being hit. And what people don't seem to realize is that he is the shield from them to us. He's taking it all. It baffles me that there are still people out there wanting to continue this kind of agenda. It baffles me. And I am almost sure that there aren't that many people. There are not. I was watching a video this morning on Facebook. It was this um this girl on campus. She tore a sign out of someone's hands and ran away with it. He paid for that sign. To stop abortion, he was protesting, to stop killing babies. She took it and ran away, and that's stealing his property. She ran with it. He followed her. And there just so happened to be a police officer there. And she sat there telling the police officer he should not be allowed to put such information out there. And that she was only moving it. And he said, stop. He has every right to say whatever he wants. You know, if you don't want to listen to it, walk away. Nope. If he's pushing hate and rhetoric like this, he should be silenced. This is the next generation. That woman's face on that video will go down in history for every employer that sees it to know that she cannot respect the rule of law. She was shocked that she was getting arrested. What? You're not going to get arrested? Of course you are. It's theft. He said you're being arrested for larceny. She was shocked. How? When he perpetuates hate, we could say the same for you. You perpetuate murder. You call babies parasites. These are the people that are the minority that support the insanity of the Democratic House. These are the people. Take a listen. Let me fast forward a bit to what the president has to say. Give me a second. There we go. The
5: great election. I went there on Monday. We had a, an election for Fred Keller. It was a 50 50 shot and he won in
0: a landslide, not just a landslide, double digits above the Democrats. And this is Pennsylvania. Incredible. But no one is reporting that because they are failing miserably. They are coming out full speed ahead. They are demanding he hands over his tax records when they don't have the right to it by law. They are demanding that he just give everything. From before he was president because they need to find something. What are you going to use against him? Let's pretend he had a loan from another nation before he was president. That does nothing. You can't impeach him for that. Let's pretend he watched a lot of porn and had a lot of other porn stars and paid them for sex. Fine. How is that impeachable? It's not. That's the point. They have nothing. So they're grasping for straws. And you know what they have? They have people who are in poverty. And mostly, it is our African-American population, our Hispanic-American population, that they come for every four years for votes. They claim that they, you know, support them. They want. They had eight years of Obama. What did he do for them? Nothing. They don't need... Anything but the black vote. (laughs) They don't care about you. They just want your vote. They will say anything, and what they need right now is the illegal vote. So they're pushing this dreamer DACA. No one's buying it anymore, and the polls of actual elections speak for themselves. We went
5: and we did a rally. Hardly mentioned today. And yet, if he lost, it would have been the biggest story in the country, even bigger than this witch hunt stuff that you guys keep writing about. So here's the bottom line. There was no collusion. There was no obstruction. We've been doing this since I've been President. And actually, the crime was committed on the other side. We'll see how that all turns out. I hope it turns out well. But to to my way of thinking, and I know a lot of you agree with me, The crime was committed on the other side. This whole thing was a takedown attempt at the President of the United States. And honestly, you ought to be ashamed of yourselves for the way you report it so dishonestly. Not all of you, but many of you. The way you report it. So, I've said from the beginning, right from the beginning, that you probably can't go down two tracks. You can go down the investigation track, and you can go down the investment track, or the track of, let's get things done for the American people. I love the American people. Drug prices are coming down, first time in 51 years, because of my administration, but we can get them down way lower, working with the Democrats. We can solve the problem on the border in 15 minutes if the Democrats would give us a few votes.
0: He's putting out his grievances to the public through his own words because the media will never demonstrate it. One thing people missed is that the rally was held in Montersville, Pennsylvania. Do you guys remember the role or what tragedy had struck Mountersville? A small little place, right? But do you guys remember in 1996, July 17th, 1996, where a passenger plane with 230 people on board was shot down off the coast of Long Island. Do you guys remember that, TWA? We haven't heard of TWA since that. Well, it was from there that... Many people were lost, actually 16 French club students from the Montersville High School and five of their chaperones. Pretty humbling shooting down aircraft off of Long Island, and this is where you hold your rally. It's important that people understand the crimes that have been committed against the people for over four decades that are trying to be rectified, justified, and not justifying holding the people accountable. This president has done more with his feet and hands bound than any president has done through two terms. And I feel for him because all he does is get attacked constantly. No remorse by anyone. But you know, what is that? It's the Psalm. Do not be agitated by evildoers. Do not envy those who do wrong. For they wither quickly like grass and wilt like tender green plants. Trust in the Lord and do what is good. Now we're all trusting. We all have faith. And we all believe that justice is blind even though we are seeing that in our nation that is also a farce judges are no longer impartial judges play politics in my state even did you know that a criminal informant was found with a bullet in their head rocks in their backpack sunk in a river and the parents have requested answers as how to their son their child was a criminal informant for what? Maybe a couple of joints of weed looking at 41 years or be an informant. Is murdered and no one is giving the family answer. So they file in court for transparency to find out what's going on in the investigation. And guess what the judge did? He threw it out. Alex Sadek was murdered and the judge threw it out saying he doesn't know if it was a murder or not. How do you not know? How do you get shot in the back of the head with rocks in your backpack? What is that, suicide? This is where we're at. Judges are playing politics. It's not just the Democrats and the fake Republicans. They're all evil. They're all not on our side. They're all about their own interests when they're supposed to be public servant. A servant is someone that caters to the needs of those it represents, right? So where are our public servants? Where are they serving us? What happened to serving the people? Instead, they're serving themselves, using our money against us. The money that we work so hard against us. This is beside me. Take a listen to Chuck Schumer.
5: We want the president to do infrastructure. We want our Congress to perform its constitutional responsibilities and create jobs, create income, create wealth for the average American. We can do both. It's clear the president doesn't want.
0: Are you kidding this man has been doing nothing but creating jobs. This man has doing has been doing nothing but reinvigorating manufacturing, energy, coal, farming. Jesus, where are we? Where is everyone? How do we uprise when they silence us? They censor you. You are not allowed to think against what they say is correct. This is the new narrative that the president is not creating jobs. That it's all a facade. All of it. That they're the ones working for you, even though they're the ones that are mooching off of you and taking everything you work so hard for. It is incredible what we are going through, but fear not. After Labor Day, things will be escalating so quickly that in 2020, the people you see in office now, the people you see on TV every day now will cease to be where they are. I'll see you all in just a bit. Unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tory Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. So in the first hour, I gave you the scope and the understanding of just how sad our situation is just how vicious, malicious, and evil is running rampant within our nation, the state of our nation. But nevertheless, regardless of our nation being torn apart in pieces, not literally, but just by the few, being tormented by them, being abused, we still have the energy to realize and fight back. And we've been fighting, but the thing is it's been off, obfuscated so well that you can't even see the wins we're having. So at the uh, during the weekend, I published an article called Russia Hoax Part 1. In there, I named a few people. And if you guys noticed, reading it on com, I mentioned Rex Tillerson. Funny how he's being discussed right now because he was very very bad that's all to come and we'll revisit Rex uh, as we approach nearing talks of Middle East slash Africa access we'll get to that at a later time I actually said Rex was going to get fired before anyone even thought he was going to get fired and that's because I know how to pay attention and just to say, my reflection of the way the nation is could be because I'm a little bit more sensitive having shipped out my daughter uh, to boot camp. Not because I'm sad that she's away from me. I've been away from my children a very many, many times in my life. But because I can't have access to her if I want to. Meaning I can't just phone her up and say, have you been fed? I guess the shoes on the other foot now, right? Because I used to, you know, think to myself, why are why is my family complaining when I am doing my duty? This is why they can't speak to me. Now I understand the suffrage firsthand. Not from serving, but from supporting someone who is surfing. And it's a totally different demon right there in regards to um family uh dynamic and hurt, just putting it out there. Hence maybe I'm a little bit more sensitive. But anyway, on that note, I wanted to talk about the achievements that we've had as the United States, and here's a one-minute clip that sums it up pretty well. U.S. unemployment has hit a
6: 49-year low, adding jobs in industries including construction, business services, and health care. According to the Labor Department, the U.S. economy added 263,000 new jobs in April, bringing the unemployment rate down to 3.6%. Last month marked the 103rd straight month of job gains. Good news for American workers and good news for the Trump administration. We
5: have t- big tax cut package last year. It's working. We had major... That's Larry uh, ...overhaul of regulations, which is working. We've opened up the energy sector. We're trying to get pro-growth trade reforms through. The economy is booming.
6: The economy is booming. The new unemployment numbers are another sign the U.S. economy is doing well. Stocks have been in record territory, and first quarter GDP beat expectations. The Federal Reserve won't raise rates now, and likely
3: won't in the near term. All I can see is that we have an economy where, where, where That's
0: the expansion Rome, is Powell, continuing.
3: The growth R- is at a healthy level. Chairman. The labor market is strong. We see job creation. We see wages moving up. Inflation is low, which gives us the ability to be patient.
6: While the American economy appears strong, ongoing U.S. trade tensions with China and others have brought uncertainty to the global economy. It's bad economics. When you implement protectionist policies, it depresses economic growth, it depresses
5: jobs growth, and it depresses the ability to raise living standards.
0: And the depression is not here, it's global. Remember that. So... The tensions that we have with China, with the European Union in regards to trade do not affect us. Keep that in mind. And if we didn't have these trade tensions to bring back jobs that were eliminated from our country, we wouldn't have the growth we have today.
5: The United States, in personal embrace by the president of a protectionist strategy, we don't
6: think is good for the global economy at all. These new job numbers are welcome political news for President Trump, who hopes to use a strong US economy as a centerpiece of his re-election campaign. Jim Spellman, CGTN, Washington.
0: So yeah, of course he's going to use it for his re-election because he has created an economy. He has created a strong economy. And the thing is, the markets would be way higher if we didn't have resistance within our own nation from people to allow our nation to prosper. It's as if they don't want to give us jobs. It's contrary to what Schumer is saying. They don't want jobs. They don't want prosperity. What they want is free stuff for illegal migrants so they can have a vote. They're the new black voters because they know that black Americans will not vote for them. They will not this year. They've all walked away the only ones that have maintained course to stand by the democrats are those that do not educate themselves as citizens because as an informed citizen there's no way you would vote for them you would sit and say i'm i'm so sorry but you're giving me advice on how something should go when you know it's like they're trolling us like this trolling us that is what they're doing you know they're 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 throwing stuff in our face so that way we think that they're doing things for us but they're not and you know what it's not just them it's the people that they prop up too. do you remember michael avenatti how awesome he was how everything he was how he should run for president how he's awesome but we would call them out specifically We found out yesterday that he's being indicted for defrauding Stormy Daniels. Take a listen to Tucker Carlson confronting him about why he's not paying Stormy Daniels, because it looks like he's not. Pay attention.
2: Let me ask you, you. I'm a little confused. You're the the protector of Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels is right now working in strip clubs in little towns on stage. People are throwing things at her. You're wearing a $1,000 suit. Why is you why are you not paying her you've profited from stormy daniels you've done tens of millions of dollars with the free media on the basis of your relationship with her and she's working in strip clubs you're exploiting her and you know that why aren't you paying her some of what you're making sir
0: (laughs) that's what it is That's what it is. That's, that's it. Let's start trolling them guys, calling them out. We have the SPLC that just tweeted out today. How dare Ben Carson want to evict undocumented immigrants? Illegal. That's what they're called. Illegal. And the law clearly states that the only people that are allowed to have any access to free housing, to, you know, subsidized housing, to anything housing are American citizens. And they will get evicted because now is where the tables are turning. We already know that it wasn't with good intent that you did this investigation. You didn't do it for the people. You did it for you. Now it's evident. It is evident that all you have done is defraud, and that is from your circle of friends. Everyone, fraud, 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 fraud. Who? The taxpayer. That's who they're defrauding. Michael Avenatti parading around Stormy Daniels. So what? The president paid to have sex with a porn star. If there was a hot looking porn star and I had the money of the president, you know, I might have done that too. I'm just saying. Like, why not? Fantasy sin, dip into it. Who cares? That doesn't say that he's not a good president. Look what he's done. He's the best deal maker we have. And those that loathe him say it. Paraded around and robbed her too. I mean, that's karma for you, I guess. But because she's not going to see it. She's not going to see that money ever. He doesn't have any. He didn't even have money for an attorney. Everyone dropped him faster than he could blink. The minute they could. You know, this Jussie Smollett thing is another thing. And apparently a federal judge has released that they will unseal the records. This is going to be very interesting. Very, very interesting to see what comes out of this. What exactly is coming out of the Jussie Smollett? Because we talked about Kamala Harris. We talked about Avenatti. This is how orchestrated they are. And it's all slowly coming. And you have to understand that you can't dismantle a well-knit fabric that they have done without pulling it one string at a time and waiting for it to go. You know, cutting it up is just messy. Unraveling it is what's important. That is how you get to the sus, you know, the substance of it, by literally letting it fall out on its own. You pull the string and you just, just tug ever so slightly, and everything just comes and becomes apparent. What is apparent now? Apparent is is that the European Union was never our ally after the election of President Donald J. Trump. Apparent is is that where we were told we have enemies, we have allies. And where we've had allies, we have enemies. And you know, the majority of these enemies of the people lie within our borders, sit within the House, sit within the Senate, and, our, and grace our televisions with their mugs. It is disgusting. They think that we're stupid. We're not. It's time to troll them. It's time that the tables have turned. They've had two and a half years of abusing our justice system, abusing our federal tax dollars, abusing our integrity as a nation. They have literally made us the laughing stock. Like if there were alien civilizations, they'd be laughing at us. Calling us stupid. But, you know, how are we going to be heard? How are you and I going to be heard if they censor us, if they take away our platforms and we're allowing them to do it? You know, the President of the United States set up a website where everyone can put forward every single time they are removed from a platform, silenced from a platform, suspended for whatever reason. Why? Because this is just a collection of information before we move on it. And I can tell you from my sources that they're all already looking into legislation. And one might say, well, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all those are private companies. Yeah, they are. They are. But now they're publishers. So everything everyone puts out there, they can be held accountable. So the next time someone calls me whatever, I can sue Facebook. The next time someone calls me something on Twitter... I can sue Twitter. You'll see how quick they're gonna start charging people for membership fees. The minute that happens, that new software we've been working on, oh yeah, it's happening, will be up and running. They will lose subscribers like no one's business. People will be downloading their whole Facebook into a I'll probably print it out into a book and have it. So that way I can migrate to another platform and use that for my social media. I mean, I already have Gab, I guess. But you know what I mean. This is how it's going to happen. It's going to be privatized. You must pay. And if you pay, you can't sue. And those that are free, they can't be free anymore because you have to pay in order to have access. So that way you understand that if someone tells you something, you won't hold Facebook accountable. Are you getting me? You watch me. Be right. Twitter is going to say you're going to have to pay a fee. To make sure that you don't sue us. It's no longer going to be the way it is. They've just destroyed social media. That open platform of public discourse. Destroyed completely. Completely, completely, completely. On their platforms. Their investors should be very worried. The people that are dumping money into them should be very worried. And you know how you can tell that there's worried? Because guess which people are unloading Facebook and Twitter stock? That's right. Senate and Congress. Pay attention to their portfolios. They're dumping them like nobody's business because they know what's coming. They've probably heard through the pipeline maybe there's a leak about what's being worked on. But they're dumping that stock slowly because they've got the heads up. And see, if Jack of Twitter and Zuckerberg were smart enough, they'd see. No one's going to be using your platforms anymore. With the way that you have silenced people, there will be no use of the platform. You'll have to charge and you'll have to make people sign agreements that say that they will not sue you if someone talks about them. And here's the deal that if someone says something or puts a naked picture of yours or something on there and you ask them to remove it, they won't because they don't have to. You already signed an agreement that says, um, you know, I'm okay, I won't sue you. You see where it's going? And it's up until then when that actually comes to fruition and someone actually is able to make it loud enough and cut through the noise because they will smother you the minute you speak up. To point that out, that people will move in the droves. It'll, it'll just collapse. So if people pay attention to where investments are being made and um, how um, our senators and congresspersons are investing in different things, you should check a, take a look at their stock portfolios. I mean, they report it. You'll see where it's going. How most of them aren't buying Apple, but they're buying Google. Pretty interesting. This is very interesting. Because if we pay attention to the way the markets are moving, you would be able to see where we're going. So Facebook and Twitter probably before 2020 will change. And that is when they're going to implement this strategy. And we're going to be here a year from now talking about how there is going to be pay service. And how you have to sign an agreement that says, you know, you won't sue them. Or maybe they'll charge extra so they can protect you, like insurance of someone talking crap about you online. That's how it's going to go. Why would you join a club like that? I wouldn't. That would tell me that it's uh, free to say whatever you want as long as it's within our guidelines or else we remove it. How dare you? So you change the goalposts whenever you want. You decide a word is wrong and then you just take away all my proprietary information. Like, for example, when my private Twitter was, um, was suspended, I had so much proprietary stuff there. Stuff that I can't get back messages, phone numbers, artwork, videos, you know, audio clips. I can't get them back because they removed them all because they said so. Because me telling Samantha B, hey, you know, you like abortion so much, hopefully you'll get sterilized so you don't have to do them again, was an act of violence. Are we kidding? How is that an act of violence? This is something that people need to focus on is how our voices will be heard. I mean, I jumped on radio considering that even conservative media is not really conservative. I mean, pay attention to the articles you read, how many of them are actually in depth, how many of them are actually telling you what is really going on. That's the thing. That's what you need to look at. How is that going forward? They're all compromised because the... The art of war is to infiltrate, and they've done a really good job infiltrating the patriotic movement. Very good job. Such a good job that John Brennan is still flapping his lips. Yesterday, he tweeted out, I subsequently learned from the Mueller report that there was a lot more evidence of collusion and obstruction of justice than was indicated in the misleading and highly politicized bar memo your obvious fear of congressional action is warranted and your dishonesty appalling. That is a flat-out lie. You know what's a lie? Because you know how it's a lie? Because Nadler had access to it. He could have seen it. And you're su- be sure that somebody went into that skift and, lo- and looked at it and there was nothing. But we're going to declassify it. Allow them to speak. See, because when your enemy is uncertain or they think they're winning or they think they have more on their team. It's like bullies. The more they know they have people on their side, the louder they get. But it's all a facade. John Brennan is going to be one of the most fun people to watch go down, as well as Adam Schiff, who, by the way, unbeknownst to most, you know, had done his sting in the intelligence community and trained, but... Yeah. No one talks about that. Nobody talks about that. All they do is talk about how honorable they are. That's all they do. Oh, so honorable. Oh, so this, it's nothing. You know, think about it. We are literally winning right now. Their actions, their words, the attacks are all indicators that we are winning. We are trolling them now. We are winning. So winning. Like Jussie Smollett. So oh, Michelle Obama's former chief of staff, Tina Chen, right? She didn't comply with a subpoena. They subpoenaed her for the Jussie Smollett. Case and she refused to comply. I mean, isn't that illegal to refuse a subpoena? I'm just saying, isn't it? That's the thing, isn't it? It is. And breaking just earlier today, just so that you can see that I bring to you news is that with Iran now, it seems that. Information is coming to light about the money that Obama sent. Remember, that is their problem. It's not the weapons, because it's not about weapons. It's about uranium-235. Now they're finding out about the money. They don't want us to know where that money went. Why? Why? Because then you'll see who the real monsters are. You'll see who's really funding the terrorist activities. You'll see who's responsible for killing women and children in Syria. You'll see who's responsible for killing women and children around the world. Because someone's funding these mercenaries. And Iran's economy isn't that great to be funding all these guys. $1.8 in total. Just as the Iran deal goes into effect in January 2016. They created the deal in 2015. It didn't go into effect until 2016. So my sources say that's going to be coming up to the forefront. Because I'm pretty sure that Iran wants to play. Iran wants to be in the global markets. This is good because they're looking forward. But you know. It's, it's pretty exciting on the ne- during the next half hour, I'm going to tell you which people are under investigation within the house and Senate. There's a list of them. These are the ones that are pushing for impeachment because these are the ones implicated. And one might have to ask J Paul from Washington. Have you ever noticed how she does nothing but stay on her phone? it's pretty interesting to see funding that she's been receiving and from where so there's a list of democrats and some republicans that are target of investigations remember how senator um harry reed that i spoke about before anyone else spoke about harry reed do you remember that because i brought his name up first He was the one that first talked about the dossier, the one that had been arrested or, uh, I guess, detained for prostitutes peeing on things 20 20 or 30 years ago in Nevada. Mm. He had an ilk, you know, Graham's ilk, the one that Brennan referred to. That's why I talked about Reed, remember? That ilk included a lot of Republicans. They're also supposed to be on this list. Get ready, guys, because it's about to go boom. And I'm pretty sure that declassification is coming up. Possibly today, the announcement, maybe tomorrow. But it can only be concurrent with the pressure. It can only be concurrent with the necessity to declassify because something else is going to pop. The problem is the mainstream media. It's journalism. We need to pay attention. Something is coming and it's going to happen today because it's Thursday and we never drop things like this on a Friday. So it's journalism. Think journalism and think D-class. Why would those two go hand in hand together? That is what you need to think about. But what can I say? I mean, what can I say? Today is just incredible. Has anyone heard from Comey yet? Clapper? Brennan can't wait to see what the president says I'm just I'm sorry I'm just so disoriented today because there's so much coming out and there's so little I can say everything is coming out to the public like for example I'm so I'm so distracted today because I'm getting so much news on this Horowitz report. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to multitask and I can't share, and it's time sensitive. But what I can tell you is, um, the judge that unsealed the uh, 302s of Peter Strzok uh, was also released. Talks about, um, you know, Michael Flynn um, and General Flynn not lying. Uh, so that's a big thing. We have we have so much coming out right now. I'm a little bit. Um, I'm trying to read all of this so the Flynn sentencing memo was sourced from a 302 interview from Strzok it was just released guys I will tweet that out thank you Chris for sending it to me so he wasn't lying it's all been a facade it's all been an act and it's all happening now. We're now on the on on the offensive. No more defense. We've been playing defense so that way we can build up. No more defense. We're on the offense now. And as you can see, they're on the defense. So hopefully after this break I'll have it a little bit more collected so I can deliver it to you better because it's pretty exciting.
2: It's not guaranteed in every state and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now. 1-80-707-1219. one 707 1219
4: Hey, this is Leonora Crovota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable my pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My pillow stays cool. Cool and does not go flat. 90-961-9194. Promo code Red State. Put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. For the best night's sleep
0: in the whole
1: wide world, visit
0: mypillow.com. Alright guys, I tweeted out that document and in my excitement from communications that are going by because we're just... that um, my sources are giving me some information on Brennan's case. Apparently it's multifaceted, um, but he's also apparently being implicated in the Clinton investigation, uh, facilitating Uranium One, which is super weird. Um, but anyway, the document that I put out was, uh, was also released. It was just um, that someone had pointed out that, You know, Peter Strzok in his 302 said that he doesn't believe uh, Flynn was lying. No, he was not. And we already discussed that. There's nothing to say there. I wanted to draw your attention to the shift in narrative on a global scale. The shift in narrative in regards to Iran. The shift in narrative in regards to our elections here. If you notice, China, of course was not ready for a Trump administration. They worked really hard to make sure that Clinton had money. They worked really hard um, to get her elected because she was uh, working with them correctly. Now, what we need to understand is that now the tables are turning. We have Putin smiling along the side of the EU We're sanctioning Russia and now we're going to hold the EU accountable for doing business with Russia while we're putting pressure on Iran, thus hindering uh, the ability of the EU to trade with Iran. And now we have all of them siding together saying, well, Iran is taking up on their part of the deal, so we should do ours when that's not the case. The case is, is that they've been selling the uranium-235 where directed. And the case is, is what they want to keep under wraps is the financing. No one should know who gave them the money to finance terror, but so much more is there. Because remember, Barack Hussein Obama sent $1.6 billion on a plane, but some of that came back To Hillary Clinton via other countries, I don't know, maybe like Thailand, for example. Just saying. So what we need to see is how this laundered money happened. And from what I'm hearing, Iran is looking to comply. But the EU is trying to subvert that movement. Many people say that someone defected from Iran to come and provide information to the United States. Um, My sources tell me that it was actually Iran who sent that person because they are concerned about the actions of the other nations. Um, You know, they want to come clean. And here's the thing, though. What does the president do? If you were President Trump, what would you do? Think about it would you just set the whole world on fire and tell the people of Germany that their own government was paying to bring all this influx of migrants to their nation? Would you tell the people of France that it was their government that funded the terrorist activities that drove people to wash up dead on the shores of Italy and Greece? Think about it. How would you deal with this information? Do you tell the American people that Barack Hussein Obama was funding terrorism, the terrorism that he was taxing us to fight? the terrorism that we were fighting and losing our soldiers was funded by us i mean we already know that but it's another thing to get it confirmed dollar per dollar and not only that being your dollar that paid to get our soldier killed how would you deal with that how would you let australians know how would you let them know how do you tell them that this invasion that is on a global scale is because they paid for it. Their own people who govern them pay for it. How do you balance that? It's kind of like the the controversy of, you know, for anybody who um, follows you know, aliens and stuff like that, right? The whole idea of the Project Blue Book and everything was the premise that we can't tell people that there's extraterrestrials because it'll destroy their faith, right? Their faith in God, right? Well, in this case, with this information that we garner from Iran, It will destroy the faith people have in government globally. They will not trust anyone. We will see anarchism. We will see chaos across the globe. How do you deal with it? How does truth and transparency come forward with equal justice, but without death and destruction? Now, within our borders, we have been conditioned now to two camps for America, against America. So draining our swamp is no problem because we already see that the majority of Americans stand on one side, and that is the side of their nation. Because we are one. Regardless of how they divide us, we are one. Regardless of how many people they've put in the White House to divide us, we are one. No matter who was placed as the right arm of the president, to disable it, we still are one. So the bottom line is, what, how does the president deal with this information? Slowly. We have to do that slowly. We have to manifest this information slowly and bring it up so that people can carefully digest this. See, within our borders, we've got the whole conspiracy of this Mueller investigation, how Mueller was placed, how Mueller knew within a couple of days that there was nothing. I mean, this was pre-planned. They were posturing Mueller to come in as FBI director, not FBI director, sorry, um, for attorney general, right, wasn't it? They were trying to posture their own people, which they did, to infiltrate the um, White House and the cabinet. And that lies on the fact that people that President Trump selected, because, you know, when you get into a new job, right? Say you you take over a company and you need to work and it's something that you understand but don't have full command, what do you do? You hire the best people in that area. Well, those best people he hired were corrupt best people. They had the experience, they had the knowledge, but they were also quid pro quo guys, Right. So, this is where the issue is. He wanted to get the right people on the job to be able to convey his business acumen, his dealership, um, you know, his dealer dealing abilities, his parlay, his influence, his speech, his cadence, but with the input from them. And it turned out that they were only there to sabotage, and they're still there. Mark Straw, remember that name. Mark Straw. S-T-R-O-H, Mark Straw, still works within our government. For all of you listening, look it up. Mark Straw. I'll tweet it out. Mark Straw, what is he doing? Why is he still working under this administration? Who was he reporting under? Who is he? Mark Straw. Remember that name. That is a very important name. You know, what's funny is we see a lot of journalists, um, independent, you know, mainstream, more prominent, I guess, talking about things. Talking about things like, I hear this, I hear that. All these people that people kind of follow but don't follow. What you need to be following is what makes sense to you. What is your perception of this whole debacle i mean you can obviously see that this is an attack on the free people of the united states it's very evident i mean you don't need someone to tell you that and obviously to you you know that even information that has not been debunked that has not led you astray is being misused or misconstrued There's many people that sit and provide information that um, I would say mm, demonstrate like they have some insider knowledge when what they do is listen to people with actual sources. Like, you know, I consider myself someone with stellar sources. I mean, if in the past two weeks you can't see that I have some really good sources, I've been dropping names before they've been dropped means that I've got good sources, but we see other conservatives taking sources like for me and other people with good sources, and even Q, and putting them forward as their own, as if they have some inside knowledge when they don't. Infiltration is something that now we're starting to recognize. How the messages go, how they're misconstrued, and how they're perpetuated. Like I said, there was a very well-known person who does great reporting that was demanding that comey should have given a a defensive briefing which shows lack of either knowledge of structure and chain of command or bad information intentionally put out there make sense because like i said i would love to hold all of these clowns accountable for not doing it but we can't it's barack hussein obama that we need to focus on now what do we expect What we know is that the United States of America is filled with people that are good. Okay? We are good people. And if you guys have ever filled out any psychological questionnaire, either working for the government or one of those score tests when you go for a job um, at a big organization, they ask you if you trust people. And what they say is, do you believe that everyone has good intentions? In the United States, statistics show that those kind of tests, those psych tests that are being handed out, that over 85% in the United States compared to other countries that take the same tests. And, you know, I can't even cite the company because it's proprietary information. And I had done some analysis on this, so you could just either take my word for it or not. But I'm going to tell you that compared to other European nations and Asian nations, the United States scored over 85% of people in the United States believe that people have good intentions at heart. That's great. That shows that people have faith in humanity in the USA. We love our neighbors. This is how our country was formulated. Remember, it was love for your neighbor, not for your relative, not for your ancestor, not for your king or queen, but for your neighbor because they had equal respect because they were equal to you. Correct? So they have faith. So, we look to that faith of, we, we find that the basis of our laws are always to be executed in good faith. I think it's needless for me to say, but I should, that what we've been seeing over the past two and a half years is that our court systems, our intelligence community, our FBI, our elected members of Congress, of Senate, even the previous White House, All did not execute their duties with good intentions. Intent is key for the law. Remember, Comey let Hillary Clinton go for crimes because there was no intention. Well, here's the deal. Take a step back, no matter what side of the aisle you sit on, because I'm going to tell you there is no aisle. It's you against evil. And think about it. Do you believe that this investigation into the Trump administration was initiated with good intentions? That's the bottom line. You should ask yourself and ask every libtard next to you that foams at the mouth. Do you believe that this Russia investigation was initiated with good intentions? And I can tell you why it's not. Simple and factual. If it was with good intention... There would be good record of it. There would be no secrecy. There would be a a very transparent chain of command. And there would be structure and organization, not disarray, you know, circumventing the law and obfuscating. If you have good intentions, you don't hide what you do. If you have good intentions, you don't obfuscate what you do. You come clean. That's what you do. If you have good intentions, it's like this. I'm coming to you and I'm like, I have good faith, good intention. And I'm asking the president, hey, so um, I just want to ask you, do you work with the Russians? And I'm asking the president, right? I'm having this conversation. But at the same time, I'm writing secret subpoenas. I'm getting FISA warrants. Is that good intention? No, it's not. That means you're going in with bad faith. And with bad intentions, you've told the president, you got 30 days to answer these questions while he has his 30 days, doesn't even answer the question. Subpoenas are being written. Pen registers are being issued. FISA warrants are being filed. I'm just saying, how does that indicate that there was good faith? See, this is actually close to home for me because when I'm asked a question and I'm supposed to respond, I respond in good faith. So then I'm given a list of questions, right? Answer them. Before the time is even up to answer the questions, secret subpoenas everywhere to find the answers. Bad faith right there. You see, that is how you can tell when the person is corrupt and not. So in the case of the United States, the corrupt United States of America against the people, because remember, President Trump represents the people, regardless if you voted for him or not. He represents the people. He represents the people of the United States even though they say that Hillary Clinton won. We already know that we have 10 million plus illegal migrants that voted throughout our nation during those elections. And they were actually applauded and perpetuated to do so by Barack Hussein Obama who said he considers them citizens if you remember. So we at the bottom line, can never say that this investigation was done in good faith. So what tells you that the preliminary or the forensics or the um, manufacturing of this dossier was done with good intent if the investigation itself was, was executed in bad faith? Such bad faith that they did not disclose information to the FISA judges. Such bad faith that they organized globally to entrap and support and elaborate a renewal right before the president was sworn in as president. Such bad faith that they went to the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court for an opinion To either annul or delay the swearing in of the President of the United States. Bad faith and intent. That is how you know. How do you regain trust in the government? The only way you can do this is by prosecuting those that violated the powers vested in them. That is how you do it. The only way you can do it is by holding each and every one of them accountable. They knowingly initiated an investigation with false information. They knowingly went into an investigation with bad faith. It was orchestrated. They knowingly put false information in the dossier. They knowingly put all this together. They did it with their knowledge and thus with intent. That is the bottom line. You need not look further. None of them love our country. Because if they did, they would do everything in their power just like I am, just like everyone else is trying to do to maintain the integrity of our constitution. Instead, we're seeing them trying to push legislation to strike items and amendments from our constitution. That is key. It's our turn now. And as our turn, they are scared because we know they know We know. And what else? They know that we're everywhere. We are everywhere from the smallest person that they go after to the biggest. We are everywhere. That terrifies them. It terrifies them. So just to point out, Do you remember Nellie Orr's testimony? I want to point something out so you understand. Jordan says, tell me your background prior to working for Fusion GPS. Tell me your employment background. Nellie Orr says, um, "I started out in academia. I taught Russian history at Vassar College, and then when we came to Washington, I did. I was an independent contractor doing contract work for various, in support of U.S. government clients in general." And sounds like an answer I would give, by the way. And Jim Jordan says, uh, "Walk me through it," and she's like, "Sorry." Walk me through the clients you did contract work for was this the u s government yes the u s government various agency in the United States government? Yes, tell me the agency well i'm not sure how to address this i'm not sure what the u s government agency's positions are given various agreements she's that you know she signed this is her lawyer saying that she signed in parts of her independent contracting relationship, so she's willing to answer questions. I just don't know don't want to put at risk for violating employment agreements. Uh, She had at the time. Now, this is key, okay? Like I've told you, there's the CIA, and these are the people that work in offices and cubicles. There are analysts. They're, you know, more desk jobs, and then there's the politically appointed ones, right? And then there's um, a defense intelligence agency, or you would say, you know, layman turns. We have part of the NSA there. Again, office workers, cubicles, analysts that actually have a name and a freaking desk name, okay? So, but in the intelligence community, the majority are going to answer like this. Yeah. So I was an independent contractor doing contract work for various, well, in support of U.S. government clients in general. Um, Yeah. Can't tell you because I've got NDAs and I'm not allowed to and you don't have the clearance. So there are so many intelligence community elements, and this is why Bush changed the language. They're called intelligence community elements, that you can't find them anywhere. Somewhere, maybe in a dark corner or in a skiff or in you know one of those secret compartments that have locks on them and keys and double keys, you'll find names and projects. So Jordan says, is it fair to say that you worked with some of the intelligence-based agencies in the United States government? Yes, Did you work for the CIA? Again, the lawyer intervened, saying it would raise concerns if we're going to get into specifics. Okay, he said, how long did you do that for how many different contracts? Starting in 2000, I did some part-time contracting for MITRE, which is a contract. I'm sorry, I didn't hear. MITRE Corporation, which in turn contracts with the U.S. government clients, just like me. I work for companies that have contracts. That's the way it gets done. So just so that I can parse this through. Oh, Ms. Orr, have you worked for a U.S. government agency? Not directly. Now, this is key. Because the U.S. government, the way it used to operate, is to try to obfuscate responsibility. So what Nellie Orr did as an independent contractor through another contractor cannot be directly charged To Brennan, even though the contract was probably through Brennan or Clapper's office, they had charged it to another contract, another contractor, and she's a vendor, right? To their vendor, and she's in turn a vendor. So it removes them the responsibility legally because there are contracts that are being done. I hope you guys are understanding where I'm going with this. They were very meticulous into how to cover their tracks, They were very meticulous into how far removed they are so they can have their hands clean, I would guess. So this is why it falls down to observing their actions and observing what they've executed throughout this time through a lens of malintent, through the lens of knowingly executing certain Things, knowingly saying certain things, knowingly appointing certain people, that is how you deduce the way it is. So you have to understand right now, because there's only a minute remaining. The Department of Justice, in order to, re- to, to release the Horowitz report, we are in tight coordination with the United Kingdom. The United Kingdom must respond. Because like I said, we cannot just pull everyone's pants down at once. Because that's like setting a match to the world. And that is not something we want to be held responsible. We will be demonized faster than anything. And that not only in include included in, you know, our FISA you know, declassification process, but the Iran deal. Because that's also being investigated. No one's ever sent so much cash to a country with no oversight. No one's ever heard of that before, especially with a budget from USAID that can't be balanced. So, again, there's more to this. It's not just the FISA's that are being investigated. We know it's Uranium One. We know it's the mid-year. But we're also talking cash to Iran. Now that is important. Remember the name Mark Straw because it's going to come up soon. And guys, this is the end of the show. Please keep in mind, buckle your seatbelts because tonight we are going to set the news cycle on fire. Think journalism, Straw, D-Class. It's all coming together. The time is now. See you tomorrow. 12 to 2 Eastern time like we do. Monday through Friday. Only here on Red State. Let's gloat together tomorrow. Have a great night. God bless.